this week's podcast of Tech, Future and World. This week we're going to be discussing and looking into artificial eyes. So at the moment uh, in the medical field there isn't really anything that can replace uh, vision like the vision that is provided by your natural eyes. And normally when you have this loss of vision there's nothing that can replace it. But what we're looking at today is a experiment that is being carried out to produce an actual eye that can produce an image as good as, if not better, than your actual human eye. And could this replace your eyes if, for example, you have loss of vision at all in the future? So let's have a delve into this subject straight away and see why do we need potentially these artificial eyes. In the UK, according to the NHS website, there is about 2 million people living in the UK uh, with sight loss. Out of these, about 340,000 are actually registered as blind or partially sighted. In the US, this is even worse, with about 7 million people are living with uncorrectable vision loss. And out of those 7 million, 1 million of them are actually living with blindness. And if we then take the overall global figure that is thought to be people living with vision loss or blindness is about 1.1 billion people and that's expected to go up to about 1.7 billion in the next sort of 30 years as population growth increases. The unfortunate thing is is about 90% of these cases can be prevented however once it's once the damage is done and it has been lost in the past, there's never, not really been anything that can fix it, but now, potentially, these artificial eyes might be able to. But what is the leading cause of vision loss? Well, first of all, we have refractive errors. Now, these can normally be resolved by f- using glasses and they can correct your vision. We also have age-related macular degeneration. Now, this can be split up into sort of two areas where you have wet AMD and dry AMD. We also have cataracts, diabetic retinopathia, glycoma, strabismus, and a few others. And as we said before, a lot of these can be prevented. They can be fixed before they actually even happen. But Unfortunately, a lot of the time they are missed, either due to people not having access to that medical care or them being misdiagnosed or just people's not getting stuff looked at before. They might know they have an issue and just think, it won't be that bad, I'll get it looked at in a year or so. And at that point, it's then too late and the damage is done. And although a lot of these conditions can be managed then using glasses or medication, you're never really getting that sight back and especially in those extreme circumstances where vision is lost completely once that damage is done to those receptors at the back of your eye we don't have anything at this moment in time to replicate that clear image we don't have anything which can get it as clear as a wider uh, view Um, actually the sharpness or quickly focusing If you think about something like a digital camera and look at that compared to obviously what you see, the quality is still nowhere near as good as actually what your eye provides. 
Now, the University of Harvard has done an article which is looking to the future of creating artificial eyes and how this would be done. The article looks at the uh, Hong Kong University of Science and Technology and also UC Berkeley which have been working to build an artificial eye with a structure that closely resembles the human eye and may even have the ability to surpass its imaging and sensing capabilities. If we just think about the human eye itself, it's one of the primary like mechanisms that humans use as a sense, as a way of seeing and getting around their their lives. The human eye is a biological structure which approximately has about 100 million uh, photoreceptor cells in the retina, which are spaced out around one three hundredth of a millimeter apart, which sense the incoming light that you receive from the world around you. This light is focused by the lens in your eye onto those receptors and that is actually what provides you with that sharp image. And of course then all of that information that is received within your eye is sent to your brain which actually computes it and manages it. Now it's this complex structure of the eye which has made it so hard to actually replicate in the past having those hundreds of millions of photoreceptor cells that they effectively they have to try and replicate in a artificial environment to do the same job as well as not better has been impossible up till potentially now now they've called this device a electromic sorry an electrochemical eye or for short eci and the, the front side of this eye basically consists of a lens an aperture which mimics the human iris and has an aluminium shell filled with an electrical charged liquid um, which sort of acts like you would get in the human eye. At the back of this eye there would be a silicon eye socket uh, which would be used to make contact between the sensing components and the wires used to actually send the electrical activity to um, a computer for processing um, or if it was in your eye socket for a human it would be obviously your brain that would send it and that would be the computer that would then manage the data coming in. The last part of this device is actually the sensory part of the device. Now this part of it uses tiny electrically sensitive nanowires which are only spaced one two hundredths of a millimeter apart so that's even closer together than the actual human eye has which gives it the potential to provide a much better image even than your natural eyesight. Now the incoming light particles cause the electro electrical reaction on individual nanowires which can then be picked up and processed by either a computer or by your brain. Now they've already created a prototype of this and they've already proved that it has been able to pick up the letters A, E, I and Y with a higher resolution than a flat image sensing uh, device uh, when using a 10 by 10 grid of pixels. Now obviously that's not massive but that is a huge start and that is a lot better than the current uh, technology you've got out there for uh, picking up images such as digital cameras, um, CCTV, anything like that. Now as much as this all sounds great, they've created this, it's actually starting to work 
they are hitting quite a few hurdles at the moment. It's not an easy task to try and create an eye, otherwise obviously someone would have already done it. Some of the things that they are coming into are actually the fabrication process of making these eyes. The process of making cameras in the past obviously have been a lot easier. They're flat, they've got the technology inside them, it's, it's much easier to create them and much faster and cheaper. Here, you've got to create curved shapes for the actual lens and processing the data. Plus, all those nano eyes you're creating to put in that small space is incredibly expensive and is taking a lot of work for them to do. Finally, the hardest bit that they are having is getting that data to the computer. So, in the case of their trial, that eye has been sent and is picked up and sent to the actual computer, but especially with your actual human brain, that is one of the hardest things that they're having. And that is the same with all prosthetics and things like that. When they have something and it actually has moving parts, it's getting the information, the data that is being picked up by the arm, the eye, the prosthetic, to actually then communicate that information to the neurons that are there. And actually then get that to your brain, which can process it and actually make a movement with it. Okay, so what does that mean for the future of this technology then? Well, what's the point in it if we can't get it to talk to our brains and we can't actually put it to use? Well, at the moment they are able to put it to use, but it is only using a standard computer. It's not via the root of actually your neurons. So it could be used for many other functions in the meantime whilst it is still being developed. You could use it for far more high-tech surveillance, uh, CCTV. You could even create um, cameras, for instance, with it. However, the cost of these you would have to bear in mind. A normal um, digital camera is normally quite pricey. Um, if you get a good one, you're looking at a couple hundred pounds. This would be seen as highest top of the line camera. You probably would be looking at more like the tens of thousands for a camera with this sort of capabilities. Now that's not to say that you wouldn't have people who would buy that product, I just don't think it would necessarily be very commercialised for individual photographers for example. I think you'd be more aiming at uh, big corporations who have that sort of money and really want to have that level of detail or quality. I think you could see this very much being used by armed forces for example for clearer surveillance. I could see more uh, companies with high value uh, assets that they have to uh, obviously secure. I could see them being used far more to actually instead of conventional CCTV and yeah so there would be the product or there would be the market for that product. I just don't think it would be on an individual basis. Even so they haven't figured out the manufacturing process. As I said, there's all the issues they've got in terms of it's very hard to make that curvature for the camera and that lens. It's very hard for them to make um, all those nano wires fit into such a small space and getting that information to the computer. At the moment, it's not a streamlined, well-automated process. It is very difficult for them. 
and that's probably one of their big next steps as well as the getting the information to the computer is actually getting it so it is not outrageously expensive it's getting it so it is an affordable automated process and it's not them making it individually each time at a high cost where things could go easily wrong so does this take this artificial eye off the table for human use no i don't think it does i think it just isn't going to be focused on human use right now i think this technology is going to go through a lot of trials and those trials are mainly going to be used not in the human body to begin with however once this gets more and more sort of refined and improved for uh, for manufacturing use or corporations or military use where it can actually be used and proven to provide that high quality image then they might start focusing a little bit more on the actual human aspect because once they know the rest of it is working all they have to do is figure out the connection how to get that data over into your brain they can be working at that at the same time whilst developing the rest of it getting that automated process working getting the um uh, auto getting the wires in there so the, sorry the automated process getting the market there for these products getting a price down and then at the same time be working on getting that data into your brain and how they would do that I imagine then they'd obviously have quite a few trials and it would very much be a uh, a slow introduction especially as again you're putting something which has got electrodes working into your body with anything like that a pacemakers anything they went through a lot of trials before they were really fully introduced so we're not going to see this technology for a long time but i do think we're going to see it one day and the question is is just how long is it going to take for us to see it So we've had a look at the eye, we've had a look at sort of the people developing it, what we think, how long it's going to be. How often do we, if, if we said tomorrow it was working and there were these eyes, it does pose a question of when should one of these eyes be used? Are we saying that these eyes should be used in all cases where there's any sight loss? Are we saying it should only be in the case where you have pure blindness or partial um, blindness now no one's going to argue and say well if you're blind or partially blind then yes you should have one of these eyes but what if you just need glasses although one of these eyes could actually provide you with better vision than you could have possibly had before with your natural eye even before it was damaged would we want to do that would we want to start taking these things putting it in our eyes i for example taking this completely far-fetched i could imagine this being in like a, a a film made about this and like a future a bit like cyberpunk where people if there's a possibility there to have a better eye why not take it and even more to stretch that what if that's to say that someone who doesn't even have any issues with their eye has perfect vision just goes well actually they have eyes that provide better vision than my natural born eye so i'm going to replace it now you might think well that's ridiculous the medical um profession or medical field would never allow that 
or anything like that. But a lot of the medical field is private, which means if you have the money, then pretty much you can get away with a lot of stuff that you want. You see it with like celebrities, Hollywood actors, all the time. You see the normal doctors, if you made an argument to say, I want this, I want that, they turn around and say, no, that's ridiculous, you can't have that. But with the pressure of that fame and celeb and then wanting to keep that business, often a lot of these professions or these professionals, these doctors, these medical um, clinics cave and will give that individual what they want. So what if someone came in and just went, I want better eyes than what I've got at the moment. I have perfectly good vision, but I want better eyes. Would we say yes to that or would we say no to that? And I think it's just quite an interesting argument to think about. It's uh, No one's going to dispute and say if someone's blind, they should have it. But what if someone has the money and just wants them instead of a normal eye? And could this then open up to many other things? At the moment, obviously, prosthetics are a replacement. But if you could imagine in the future, in like 100 years time, if we have prosthetics that are actually better than our body parts... You see it in all, and this is really obviously going proper nerdy, sci-fi, all of that. But it is quite interesting to think, like, could people start going, well, actually, there's a better arm than my actual arm. I don't want to do this exercise to get strong. I could actually just go and get two um, robotic arms put on me. I want better sight. Well, I'm going to get um, better sight put on. And just because they've got this at the moment where they're doing the quality of image... What's to say that they couldn't put anything else in the eyes, for example? What's to say that they couldn't put any sort of heat sensing, anything like that, and proper get down to ghost in a shell and stuff like that? Now, obviously, that is just me going off on a bit of a tangent. It's not necessarily anything like that's going to happen. But just playing devil's advocate, could it happen? Could it not? What do we think? Once you take one small step, that tends to make it easier for that next bigger step. So I'd be really interested to know what you guys think about that. So thank you to listening to the podcast this week. It has been a slightly shorter one, but again, as I said before, I'm always interested to know what you guys think about the subject. So please Give me a shout if you have any questions. My um, account is paddy.podcasting at gmail.com. Send me any of your questions about the subject. It might be something I've missed. You might have your own opinions on it, and it would be really interesting to know. Likewise, if you have any ideas for any future subjects for myself, please send them in. I'm always looking to try and find out more about what's going on in our world, and honestly, I just love researching and reading up on pretty much anything i just i very much fall into that black hole of the internet and i love to go down and actually have a look and see what's out there so give me give me an email if you have any ideas or want any feedback the next episode will be next monday um again thank you for listening and i'll see you next week bye